Hi, I'm Brent Stafford, and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. The Quebec provincial government just announced a ban on flavors and nicotine vaping products. Within only 90 days, all flavored vapes, except for tobacco flavor, will be illegal in La Belle province. The decision is devastating news for the 250,000 nicotine vapors who rely on various flavors to stay smoke-free and for the hundreds of small business owners and the thousands of workers in Quebec's vaping industry, the flavor ban amounts to a death sentence for their businesses. Joining us today to discuss the impact of the Quebec flavor ban is David Levesque, spokesperson for ABVQ, the Association for Specialty Vape Shops in Quebec and founding partner of Digital Smoke Supplies. David, thanks for coming back on the show. Hi, Brian. Oh man, I wish it was uh, under better circumstances. <laughs> We've known for some weeks now that this might be coming. How do you feel after learning the news? Uh, horrible, uh, to, to, to say the least. Uh, I mean, it's devastating uh, that our, our government or elected official uh, are, are gonna let uh, hundreds of thousands of people, vapors, without access to vaping products. That's amazing. Now, I mean, obviously flavors are important uh, to vaping overall. Explain why. Flavors are important everywhere. I mean, we're just looking at, at you know, flavored water. Uh, while, you know, if you walk down the grocery uh, store aisle is, is a growing, growing market. Uh, people like flavors, uh, whether it's in water, uh, whether it's in their chips or whether it's in their vape. We were hoping that they would uh, allow mints and menthol to at least give a little bit of, of wiggle room uh, for, for store owners to, to navigate that system. But, um, you know, tobacco flavors represent about 10% of sales. Uh, so you, you leave only that product. I mean, uh, there's just no way a business owner can run their business. Before we continue, a quick note to our French-speaking viewers. Please find this video on YouTube, turn on closed captioning and select French, and hopefully that'll be sufficient. It's not ideal, we know, but the best we can do under breaking news conditions. So David, let's go over the news today. Quebec Health Minister Christian Dubé announced his intention to table regulation that would prohibit the sale of flavored vaping products other than tobacco flavored in the coming weeks. And what that means, it was put out in the official Quebec Gazette. So that triggers and starts the clock. Uh, there's 45 days of public consultation. And then assuming, of course, this will get passed into whatever legislation. I don't even know if it's legislation. I think it might be some kind of an order in council. And then after that, it'll be 45 days. Is 90 days enough, David, for the industry to handle the impact of what this all means? Well, from a from a retailer standpoint, ninety days is definitely not enough. Uh, you know, I mean, people have leases in place, people have inventory to get to get uh, rid of. Uh, so, so there's huge implications uh, from uh, financial implications for these people. But ninety days beyond that, ninety days is not enough for them to do a proper consultation. Uh, you know, if if they're going to receive thousands of letters of people that oppose this new regulation, uh, how are they supposed to review them and really assess uh, what they're doing in 45 days? It took them three years to come up to this conclusion and this decision. And now 
their final approval is gonna happen within 45 days. David, so Quebec's also seeking to uh, prohibit, well, actually to make sure that retailers and manufacturers comply with the nicotine concentration of 20 milligrams per milliliter, but I thought that is already handled federally. Yeah, it shows it shows uh, either the lack of enforcement at the federal level. So the, the province uh, de- decided that they have to take it upon their jurisdiction uh, or a, a total disconnect with what's actually going on. Uh, the fact that they've limited uh, the 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 available size of open container of uh, open system to 30 ml also shows a disconnect because the the federal excise tax uh, is more punitive for a smaller size bottle. So uh, in addition to limiting the flavors, uh, they're also limiting the size, which means that the end consumer is going to pay more. Somebody who wants to buy a 100 ml bottle to save on that excise tax will not be able to do it in Quebec. And they've also mentioned the shape of a product. Is that because they're trying to uh, make sure some certain products don't make it onto the market, you know, elf bars and other things like that? It's a good question. It's a good question. I think I have no idea why they would put that in there, Mm. to be honest. Uh, You know, we go back. We go back to the basics on that, on that, on those new regulations. You're talking about no cartoon character. That's been done, dealt with since 2018, I think. Uh, You you know, you're talking about a bunch of things that are already in place at the federal level. Um, Like I said, we know that enforcement is lacking. And it's something that as an industry, we've asked if there would have been enforcement, strong enforcement from the get-go, maybe youth vaping wouldn't be where it is today. Now, David, you mentioned excise taxes. The Quebec provincial government is also intending on bringing in um, doubling up on top of the federal excise tax. Is there going to be a business left to even tax in Quebec? Well, that's funny. I was just going to say, yeah, basically, they just want to close close us down. You know, I mean, you're you're limiting access. Uh, you're you're double taxing. I mean, it's ludicrous. It's totally crazy when you think that we're we're an arm reduction tool, uh, the, 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 the approach that they're, they're taking is just mind boggling to me and anybody who has a bit of common sense uh, and is looking at this industry and what we've tried to achieve for, for uh, in my case, it's nine years now. So the reality to your question, uh, chances are there won't be any business. The, the only point of sales uh, the, are gonna be convenience stores and the rest is going to be either uh, uh, reserves, um, online sales, and then black market. It seems that this regulation obviously is going to affect specialty vape stores disproportionately. Yeah, which they've admit they've they've admitted in the Gazette. They said that there will be loss of revenue and loss of jobs, but convenience at convenience stores and gas station will be just fine. And to this question, I mean, uh, Christian Dubé was asked today uh, when he did his quick press release with the Minister of Sport and Leisure, uh, he was asked, he said, you know, the industry says that you do not understand their industry. And he gave a little smirk and he said, we, ex- we understand exactly 
what they're doing. I mean, again, we're our, uh, we are linked to big tobacco and we have been for years. Uh, big tobacco does hold a huge, uh, huge market share in the convenience stores, but not in the specialized vape shop. Uh, and, you know, funny enough, we're being linked to, we're being linked to them, but they're going to be the only one left standing. What kind of pressure was put on the government to try to stop this ban? Well, um, there, there's a, a consumer movement uh, called CDVQ that put a, a, a website together. Uh, over 16,500 emails were sent uh, to local MA. and uh, Various people in the industry have called their, their elected official, uh, myself included, uh, spoke to a, 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 a few dozens of them. And they all said, look, we've heard you. We're getting a lot of phone calls. We understand etc cetera, etc cetera. and this is the results we're getting so obviously uh you know it's it's politics uh you want to calm down calm calm the game down a little bit and make sure you're taking you, you look like you're listening but clearly they're not uh so that's i mean 16,500 people of uh, french canadian people from quebec contacted their elected official and it's not nothing so at any point, did the government show or at least, you know, feign that it was listening? Look, it's a good question. I mean, when you speak to some elected official, there is an opening. There is an understanding. I mean, I've had conversation for a half hour with some of them, taking them notes and calling me back for, for follow-up. Now, what happened in that room with 180 of them, I don't know what happened. But obviously, they were all swayed to go one way. David, try to paint a picture for us about what's going to be the impact on vapors in Quebec come 90 days from now. Well, it's a good question because I do think that the vapor is going to be all right. I do think that they're going to find their product no matter what. Some of them will go back to smoking, yes. Some of them are going to freak out because you know, there's customers that are in their 70s that use these products that are not familiar to go buy products online. And if you use a product that use coils and, and burners and stuff like that, it's not necessarily easy to find what you're looking for online. But the majority are just going to buy online out of province. There's no border stopping them from getting the product in. Or they're going to go to the reserve, which are already filled with vaping products that probably don't have excise tax, probably are over 20 uh, milligram of nicotine and might have cartoons on them, you know? So uh, I think that the vapor, look, once you stop smoking, you're not, chances you're not going back. You will find your way. Uh, some people will go back because they're early in their transition period, but somebody who's vaped for four years will find product. Product is easily available online and I think it will continue. It's just a shame that Quebec is about to lose $300 million of revenue and put thousands and thousands of people out of job. You've got a number of shops, plus you sell into a lot of the businesses in Quebec. How's the industry gonna survive this? The, 
I do not believe that the Quebec industry can survive. I mean, the reality is, is some people might try to be creative and sell other product and hide all the product, but uh, vape shops, as you know them, are going to disappear. Uh, only a fistful of product will be available. Uh, and and honestly, I, I don't see how any standalone vape shop can survive with 10% of the product assortment. Well, this is a good time for us to add that the Canadian Vaping Association is trying to organize, prepare a legal defense. And they've asked that viewers who are interested in helping out, donating funds, to email them at hello at the cva.org to support the funding requirements of the legal challenge. Now, David, of course, you've been involved in a lot of organizing on a lot of the legal challenges that have been going on and working with the CVA on it too as well. I mean, is there some hope here based on, you know, what could be done on a legal challenge? Do you think, it, you know, is there some chance? I, I do think that there's a chance. I think that they have uh, a great testimonial, from, uh, great affidavits, but... Um, how long do these processes take and what's going to be left? I mean, you, all you have to do is look at Nova Scotia and, and look at New Brunswick and how long these processes do take. So, uh, you know, we can be hopeful that this will set a, a precedence for the rest of Canada if, if, if it do, does go to court and if we do win, but the damage will be done once you've, you've, taken these 400,000 customers, vapors, and you've changed their purchasing habit, uh, whether they're buying at convenience stores and they've moved from uh, a, an open system, <laughs> an open system to uh, a closed system made by big tobacco, chances are you've lost them forever. Now, the Quebec Institute of Public Health, they're the main public health organization in Quebec that is driving this. Is that not right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're driving this uh, with the help of Coalition Taba, uh, which is uh, funded by them, uh, by the uh, EINSPQ. So, uh, yeah, definitely. that Those were the people that were... Um, put in charge of, of make, creating a task force to analyze the, the uh, youth vaping uh, epidemic, as they'd like to call it, uh, following Evala in 2019. This all but guarantees an explosion of a black market. It's not even a gray market. It's a black market for vaping products in Quebec. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's, that's uh, I mean, it's there. It's currently there. That's what uh, supplying uh, teenager and, and, and high schools, uh, I mean, it's still going to be there. That's not going away. If anything, it's, it's fueling it. This, this entire thing here is as a result of concern over teen vaping, over youth use. That is the sole reason for these legislation. And, you're, and you just made the point that 
it's likely that most teens, their supply is already a black market supply. It has to be technically because it's illegal to sell to somebody uh, that's of that age. So it's not, it's not necessarily like they're, they're going to have product removed from availability for. Yeah. I mean, if you, the INSPQ release uh, data uh, two days ago, uh, regarding uh, the convenience stores uh, point of sale and, and data uh, and, you know, 50%, I think it was 47.9% of youth uh, say they get their product from a friends or somebody they know. They don't buy them in the stores. So now that friend can go online and keep buying the product and then sell it to them. They can take a drive to a Hawkesbury, buy the product sell it to them. They can go to a reserve, buy the product, sell it to them. The reserve even more because there's no tax. So there's more profit for resale value. Now, I thought it was illegal. Online sales were illegal in Quebec. They are. They are. But Quebec is yet to be a country. It's a province without any borders. I mean, to be honest, the Quebec government has most likely put pressure on companies like Shopify to stop cross-border selling. But if it's not going to be Shopify, it's going to be another website. There's, there's no way to stop this. Sales are going to keep flowing into Quebec, guaranteed. And Ministre Dubé acknowledged that this morning. He said, we understand, but for us, it's forbidden. But what does that mean? But for like, it's like defying nature. It's like, it's like saying, but for us, Niagara Falls will not get us wet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So for us, flavors will be forbidden is what he said. It's amazing that you've got Canada overall, of course, is a country that truly does care about health. And we are the first country, Western country, to legalize vaping, which happened in 2018. The federal government made nicotine vaping legal. Of course, famously, we, we, are, the, we are a country in which that the government happily sells you cannabis, including in Quebec. It's legal for recreational purposes, not even for something as very specific as, you know, to quit smoking. And you have three provinces Uh, that are going to have essentially banned the product. It just does not make sense. Well, and and I'd I'd go even further. I mean, you have the health minister doing a a, a press release or a a conference, a press conference, sorry, with the sports and leisure minister and presenting a new regulation, which is backed up by the Gazette, which The only risk assessment includes jobs and businesses, nothing in relation to public health, nothing in relation to the cost of treating lung cancer and and the impact that vaping could have for uh, our health system, which is a real mess in Quebec. I mean, it is ludicrous. We just had um, earlier today, um, Dr. Sanjay Agrawal, who is uh, from the Royal College of Physicians, which is you know over 500 years old. It's the most prestigious 
medical organization in the world. And they've been the driving force behind not just vaping as a tool for harm reduction, but smoking. Right back to 1962, they were the first to release um, actual proof that uh, there is a link between smoking and lung cancer. And um, I've got a, a soundbite I'm going to play here uh, that from him with regard to this concept of a gateway between vaping and smoking. People who vape or kids who vape, some proportion of them will go on to smoke. Kids who smoke, some proportion of them will stop smoking and vape. It's largely the same group of people that will experiment with both. If, let's say, 2015, seven years ago, where lots of people vaping in the UK in 2015, 2018, 2019, if all of those kids who were vaping that seems a major gateway to smoking. We would be seeing a massive increase in smoking rates amongst the 18 and 24 year olds. We have seen exactly the opposite. So is Canada, so is the US. In fact, smoking rates in that age band are at historic lows. So it, it, it seems odd that we are at a population level we're not seeing thousands more cigarette smokers from kids who would have vaped five years ago. It's just not appearing. Now, that doesn't mean, say, it can't happen in the future, and we need to be vigilant, of course. And I don't want to see, you know, 20% of all kids vaping. Believe me, I, I, don't, I don't want to see that. Um, but in terms of the gateway theory, we're not seeing that in prevalence, smoking prevalence studies. David, what can people in Quebec do to help the effort to stop this ban? Look, there's a 45 day consultation period, as mentioned before, and looks like a formality, although it's a democracy and they should be listened to their constituents. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, currently, people can send uh, a written letter uh, if you can share the, the addresses, it's somewhere in Quebec City. Uh, and expect another platform built by CDVQ. Uh, I was speaking with them earlier today uh, to be launched in the next week or so, where people will be able to formulate uh, a letter to send to the health minister, which will then be printed and mailed uh, on their behalf. David, I think that it's important here as we're wrapping up to make the point that this isn't just pain for Quebec. If this is allowed to stand, there are some concerns with regard to potentially bans happening in other provinces. Three provinces will have then already banned flavor vapes. So it's not, un it's not unlikely that there could be others. It, it, it goes to show that uh, you can't ever take anything for granted in this industry. Uh, we're um, we're the target from big tobacco, we're the target from big pharma, we're the ta target for, for many, uh, we're disrupting industries that have been making killing for years. Uh, and, and, you know, the, so yeah, nothing, nothing's to say that this is not going to be a domino effect.
you know, these these orgs they feed on on these small su- successes. I mean, this is not a small one. This is 25% of the Canadian market, uh, 400,000 people, and and it, it, you know, I don't see the rhyme or reason why they they're focused on vaping so much, except for maybe some some conspiracy theory. But um, but yeah, they're going for the other provinces. They're not done. They're going for Ontario. They're going for Manitoba. They're going for Alberta. They're going for all of them. They wake up in the morning with the intentions of banning vaping. 